You're listening to Autumn on the Air, the weekly podcast that brings you conversations about the impact of research commercialization and the people who make it happen. Join us for interviews with patent and licensing professionals, innovators, entrepreneurs, and tech transfer leaders on the issues and trends that matter most. Keep listening for an inside track on the people, IP policies, and politics changing our world. Hello and welcome. I'm coming to you today from the World Intellectual Property Organization headquarters in Geneva, Switzerland, where I have the pleasure of speaking to Julio Raffo and Elderly Carpentier. They are part of the Innovation Economy section of the Department for Economics and Analytics here at WIPO. We're going to be talking about some of what Julio and Elodie are working on, such as the World Intellectual Property Report and what WIPO is doing to close the gender gap. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about my guest. Julio is the head of the Innovation Economy section of the Department for Economics and Data Analytics at WIPO. Julio focuses on the economics and metrics of innovation and intellectual property with a particular interest in their intersection with socioeconomic development. Elodie is a postdoc research fellow at WIPO as part of a joint fellowship with Invent Together. Elodie is conducting research on the diversity gaps in innovation, focusing on gender gaps in patenting, while also including ethnicity and income gaps and other forms of intellectual property, such as trademarks and designs. Julio and Elodie, thanks so much for chatting with me. Hello. Hi. Well, thank you both again for taking part in the podcast today. And I know you're both part of the innovation economy section of the Department for Economics at WIPO. Tell me a little bit about the work you're doing. Hi, Lisa. Yeah. So we have a very diversified portfolio here, the Department of Economics and Data Analytics. Um, as the name says, there is some branches that handle economic studies or economic kind of analysis and other colleagues that are more focused on the statistics, particularly statistics that describe our IP system, our intellectual property system. We have probably the most comprehensive source of aggregated data on, on how the system works around the world. And I think it's, it's a great asset by my statistician colleagues. And then, of course, there is the economic studies. Within the economic studies, we have two flagship reports, the famous Global Innovation Index, uh, and, of course, the World IP report, which is within the section I, I lead. And we do uh, several economic studies, especially with an angle on development. And within those, there is one branch that we like a lot and we are really pushing the frontier, which is at the gender gap studies, which is what Elodie does. So Elodie, that's a great transition to, for us to talk a little bit about your joint fellowship program um, that's part of WIPO and Event Together. Can you talk a little bit about some of the projects you've been working on? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in general, I'm contributing to the research efforts on innovation, intellectual property and gender within WIPO's innovation economy section. Um, and to Invent Together's goal of increasing the availability um, of data and research on the patent gaps based on race, gender, income, and other characteristics. More specifically, I'm working on three types of activities. First, um, an essential preparatory work is to update and consolidate all the current knowledge on the diversity gaps in innovation um, around the world. And this allows me, for instance, to offer policy recommendations on best practices for promoting inclusion in patenting, and to point out which programs are most effective or promising. 
Second, I'm producing uh, systematic and quantitative knowledge on diversity gaps in IP worldwide. I'm currently completing a report that provides various indicators on gender gaps in patenting. And I also plan to produce other reports um, on ethnics or, um, and or income gaps in patenting, as well as exploring other forms of IP, as you mentioned previously. And third, uh, I'm also doing more uh, advanced research or more academic research to demonstrate and measure in a scientific way the contribution and ideally the impact of different factors on the gender gap in patenting across countries. For instance, we know that the mechanical industries employs far less women um, in proportion to men than uh, the biotech industry. So for a country like Germany, where the mechanical industry is particularly strong, how much this specificity could explain uh, in the patenting gender gap? Now, Elodie, how, how long is your fellowship program for? So it's for three years and a half. I'm already half a year into, so three years to go. Yeah, so that's quite a bit of time to generate a lot of different reports, it sounds like. I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. We look forward to uh, reading those as they come out. So... Um, Julio, I wanted to go back and ask you about the work you do on the World Intellectual Property Report, which I know is published every two years. And the most recent edition, the 2022 edition, just came out earlier this year uh, and is available on WIPO's website. I was wondering if you could give us some highlights of this edition, particularly how crises such as the COVID-19 pandemic that we just went through, wars, which uh, we're currently experiencing throughout the world, as well as climate change, have influenced uh, the evolution of innovation. Yes. So uh, our World IP report is, is one of the flagships, as I mentioned before. And, and one of the goals is to bring some uh, hopefully very theoretical or conceptual economic concept to a wider audience. And uh, given that we are the, the IP agency of the world, we, we like to bring something that is related with innovation, creativity, and, and of course, intellectual property. In this case, uh, it, the topic was the direction of innovation, which is, is, is less straightforward as you would think about, because we, we document and we explain from various uh, strands of the literature how uh, innovation ecosystems basically are like a living form, right? We have different stakeholders, we have governments, we have academic institutions, we have uh, definitely private companies, all of them uh, coexisting in the same place, uh, collaborating, sometimes even antagonizing, and, uh, and, and with that coming with a probably not a very uh, narrow direction of innovation, but actually very broad and sometimes even pushing for two different sides. So all of this also happens at a very micro level, happens with the policymakers, the researchers and entrepreneurs within those institutions. And uh, of course, what we document in, in the report is that suddenly there are some shocks that are really like shift all our priorities. One very clear example for all of us is the recent pandemics, right? We went from suddenly not paying too much attention to virus like this. And suddenly this is the most important thing for all of us. So we all drop our things. We stayed at home. Exactly. And uh, and we came with a solution in an impressive short time, right? It's, it's very impressive what we put together and, and even in an international collaborative effort. Of course, um, there were also winners and losers in these pandemics. This also happens with any direction of innovation. So some sectors 
struggle and some sectors actually shine during the pandemic. And we are now observing those results. So this is not only the case of health crisis. You, you can have also some other kind of crisis. Definitely war kind of conflicts are very disruptive. We're observing this now with consequence that then, of course, makes shifting of how you supply products around the world and, and, and uh, all, all things related in this case with the cereals of Ukraine, but not only that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that shifts innovations because then you have to, to adapt, right? The innovation comes also a little bit with this idea that, that you have to adapt and generate new things, the creative destruction associated with innovation. So the, the last World IP report documents all, all these concepts together, but also brings some very concrete case studies. One of them is the one we just mentioned, the one about the the COVID-19 and development of the vaccines of this. Uh, and at the same time, we, we have also one on, on clean techs, on, on clean technologies. And uh, and of course, the, there is a big discussion there of what an innovation ecosystem or all innovation ecosystems they can do to improve the situation. And actually all our research so far, even the one that preceded the last World EP report, suggests that we observe and slow down in, in green patenting uh, worldwide. So that is kind of worrisome. Uh, I was going to ask you, what do you think accounts for that? You would think it would be the exact opposite. Yes, we, we were expecting that too. There are two uh, possible explanations that we do not have the answer. Actually, there, and I was just having a conversation with a colleague today uh, from, from another institution saying that maybe they should look at this more in, more in detail. So there are two potential explanations of this. Um, one, a pessimistic view would be that actually there is uh, no not enough incentives for entrepreneurs to invest in those in developing those technologies, which then implies the slowdown. The optimistic view would be that actually we reach a maturity of some of those technologies. So now it's not worth investing in looking for new opportunities, but it's the moment to invest in deepen uh, more the, the the how you incorporate those technologies to to the current. Uh, operation of industries, right? This is something that also the report documents quite well, that, that you have moments in the direction of innovation when, when you're widening the scope of, of knowledge that you have, the technological knowledge that you may have, and there's a moment of deepening. There's a moment that something gets established, like a paradigm of technology, and then everybody jumps in because everybody wants to, to be in that in that curve. Uh, and a very concrete example of this is digital technologies, right? Everybody's jumping now on this and I want you to see. So hopefully it's the optimistic case. I was going to ask you what your hunch was, which one you think it might be. Well, I, I'm not an expert of, of green technologies myself. So I, 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 I sincerely do not know. I'm, I'm hoping the optimistic one. So, um, Julio, I wanted to continue on and, and Elodie as well as, and ask you about the research you're conducting on an innovation, creativity and the gender gap participation. So I'm curious what you're, you're finding in your research. So um, innovation and creativity are the engine of economic growth. But what we observe in our research is that innovation resources are currently underutilized. In all countries of the world, women participate less to innovation, uh, to innovative activities, and particularly they are feeling fewer burden than men. Women, just like um, people from various ethnicities and income groups, are bringing different perspectives and experiences into the creative thinking. So their lower participation implies that several crucial innovations still remain to be discovered, and particularly those that are addressing their own needs. 
On a more positive note, um, we observe uh, that there is a positive trend in women participation over time, but this evolution is still slow. Um, at the current pace, the parity may only be reached uh, by the end of the century at the best. Um, and policies that are supporting and encouraging innovative activities from all individuals are likely to spur creativity and innovative thinking, potentially solving today's challenges and increasing living standards worldwide. Now, I know there are a lot of initiatives at the USPTO to work on helping to close the gender gap in IP, but can you talk a little bit about what WIPO is doing on this issue? Of course. So uh, at WIPO, we are supporting national IP offices and researchers more broadly by compiling the, last, uh, the latest methodologies and best practices to help in measuring women's participation to the innovation ecosystem. For instance, uh, we developed the World Gender Name Dictionary, WGND, um, which is a tool that predicts the likely gender um, of more than 6 million names in 182 different countries of the world. Um, it's available on the GitHub platform where we are developing a community of practice around the topic. And we also published um, guidelines that explain how to apply the dictionary or to use alternative strategies in measuring women participation in patenting and innovative activities. We are also helping national IP offices understand the challenges for women's inventor and creators. Um, a large part of my research agenda, as I mentioned previously, uh, focuses on identifying the different factors that either prevent or support women's participation to the innovation ecosystem at the individual, organizational and uh, societal level. So, um, Elodie or Julio, can you talk a little bit when you're doing this research, like Elodie, you just described, how do you uh, collect this information? Is it something you reach out to local IP offices or national IP offices to collect that information? How, how do you do your research? So, um, gender extras is a great example, but we applied the same model for, for many of our economic studies or even our world IP report. Um, when we face a topic in this case, gender, we try to see what's out there, right? So uh, we look at talented people like Elodie to join us. We also uh, look at what the academic scholars are saying about this. Uh, and at the same time, we, we have a network of economists working in IP offices and we have a, a very constant and, and very fruitful uh, exchanges with them. And we, and we discuss, and, and it was really funny in the case of gender that many offices were, were at the same time starting to do the same thing, right? We're, and and uh, we saw that as an opportunity, and particularly with the, the um, United Kingdom IP office, uh, we had a very nice collaboration that uh, we were using their dictionary, they were using our dictionary. Basically, our first dictionary w was an extension of, of their dictionary. And um, at the same time uh, that we were producing our dictionary, they were, they were doing theirs. Uh, so, so we benefited largely of, of collaborating on all of this. And also the other interesting thing is that our findings are very robust. Everything that Elodie said before, this, the, the optimistic part of it that, that, uh, that we observe a trend of increasing uh, women participation in patenting, that's in every place. We also observe the same kind of, of very different patterns, but with the same kind of expected uh, behaviors in terms of industries or technologies, right? Uh, usually life sciences and ICTs are, are better represented women, far from the mark, but better represented uh, than more traditional engineering uh, fields. Um, 
so that has been very, very useful. And actually we're having a, a, a symposium with the USPTO in, in two days, so not tomorrow, uh, precisely to discuss uh, all these methodologies and so on. And we're exchanging constantly. And, and so, so that's actually really, really good. What we also are doing, as Elodie mentioned, is encouraging some of the smaller offices to gather this information. And when we produce our statistics, our stat colleagues, sometimes they, they check with them. And, and of course, sometimes they help us correct some of our issues. We have, we have a, a known problem with the dictionary that we are less accurate for those languages where unisex names are, are more widespread. This is typically the case for Chinese and, and, and Korean names. Um, so this is always very, very, very useful for us to, to discuss with them, see, see what they can do better on their end, but what we can also do better. Uh, yeah. Here. Yeah. And so continuing on this theme of, um, gender equality, um, I wanted to ask what is WIPO doing to help promote gender equality and diversity in the innovative and creative sectors worldwide? WIPO have a series of initiatives on this front. Of course, everything that is about um, measuring or understanding what's going on is, is what we just have been discussing and it's prominent in our department. We have also the report of the these statistics that are also part of the department. Then we have a series of initiatives from our colleagues, from uh, sometimes within the same sector, sometimes outside the sector, actually within the same sector, which is the IP and innovation ecosystem sector, a recently created sector in, in, in WIPO. Uh, we have all, all the promotion of activities of helping entrepreneurial, women entrepreneurial to, to get up to speed, to, to improve the, the ways they, they perform their things, basically to, to overcome some of the challenges that they face. There is also um, some initiatives about uh, inclusive language and guidelines about this from our translators, right? A great effort they did. We have a gender champion, um, which is all making all the connections from WPO with other agencies and other institutions in the world, uh, Lisa Jorgensen, our, our deputy director general, and uh, and of course uh, it, it's a topic that is so so close to the hearts of everybody in the UN system, I would say, but definitely at WPO that there are many many initiatives around the house, all of them uh, I guess very creative and, and trying uh, the best to to reach out. Yeah, I would imagine it. you need a lot of different creative solutions and ideas to collect this research and being that you're collecting it around the world. So I wanted to ask, how does WIPO track or measure improvements or changes in the gender gap or improvements in gender equality and diversity in the innovative and creative sectors worldwide? I would think that that would be somewhat challenging to do. So um, since 2016, um, we started to include gender indicators into the PCT yearly reviews. Um, this indicator rely directly on our dictionary and they offer a regular snapshot into women's participation to patenting. Uh, every year across industries, uh, across sectors and across continents. And as mentioned previously, I'm also preparing reports that will uh, offer a more in-depth analysis of the gender and diversity, more generally gaps in innovation and creative activities. Yeah, maybe just to add, um, of course, there are some things that are easier to measure than others, right? So measure patterns, uh, it's, it was easier for us. But we are very interested also in going to measure the gender imbalance in, in the creative economy. And our colleague, Alexander Kunz, who, who leads that, that section, is trying, but there is no such unified database as, as we have here. 
so clearly we have to be creative ourselves on how to measure that gap. Absolutely. And uh, and we're trying. I know he has done some some research uh, specifically in one country or, or in some subset of the creative industries, but um, but we're getting there. So before I let the two of you go, uh, Julio, you mentioned the program that you're doing here tomorrow with the USPTO. I was wondering if you could share a little bit more about that program with us. Yeah, sure. No problem. I, I think our colleagues from the USPTO are better equipped than I am because I was invited to, to participate. But it's a symposium of methodologies. So I, I believe that the morning is going to be the methodologies related to gender, like the one that we developed here at WIPO. Uh, and, and there are a couple of other offices and, and scholars who are going to be presenting their own methodologies. As even there is, a, I think, a, a benchmark of the methodologies uh, that's done. And uh, a colleague of us, a uh, former colleague from us, Ernest Miguel, is, I think is the one that's presented this. And, and the good news is that um, and, uh, the USPTO found out that our methodology at WIPO is one of the best ones, if, if not the best ones. So, Excellent. So we're super happy yeah, with that result. Yeah, I bet result. you are. Yeah, and, I bet you are. But if it wasn't, we would have picked the best one and used it here. So there's zero problem and conflict with, with that. And the second part of the symposium is something that also we are starting to look at, but we are not in the frontier. So we're really, really glad to hear and learn about it, which is about measuring diversity. Right. And this is much trickier element because uh, there are some strategies as we use the names for gender, there's some strategies of using family names, right? To, yeah, to uncover some kind of ethnicity, let's put it this, this way. But it's, it's easier to do that for one country. It's, it's harder to do it internationally. I was going to ask how that would be a challenge to try and do it internationally. You'd have to go country by country, I would think. Yes, yeah, you need to have uh, very complete sets from, from census data. I, I think in some countries it's going to be easier, but, but in others it's going to be very, very tough. Yeah. Uh, but it's an important question. So it's something that we are exploring. Elodie knows it's part of her mandate to understand what we can do and what we cannot do on, on that. Uh, but 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 it's good. It's good that we are, as we attack first the gender uh, element, that, uh, that as a WAPO, but, but also in, in other IP agencies, that they're trying to understand what's happening with this, right? We, we want a more inclusive world and definitely... Uh, being more inclusive innovation, as the dimension means having better ideas on the table that will solve problems as the global warming that we were saying before. Absolutely. So we look forward to seeing Elodie's reports on this when they, they come hopefully sooner rather than later. Well, Julio and Elodie, I can't thank you enough for all your insights and time today. This has been an absolute pleasure. If any of our listeners want to reach out and ask either of you any questions, where can they reach you? Um, well, you know, we're all, always open for, for suggestions and, and questions. Uh, I think email is the easiest way. Also, we have our website. So um, using our website and, and the communication is www.wipo.int. But of course, you can also send emails directly to me and Elodie. So my email is julio.rafo at wipo.int. And Elodie? And my email is just elodie.carpentier uh, at vipo.int. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for all your time today. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Autumn on the Air with Lisa Mueller. Get social with us and share your thoughts. You can tweet us at AUTM or visit us online at AUTM.net. We'll be back next week on the air. Be sure to join us. New to tech transfer or a seasoned pro? 
Autumn is the global member organization for tech transfer and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups, Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses, insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges, and a line on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us.